0: It's Saturday morning, time for a look at sports here on KLMJ Radio on the go. I'm Dwayne Carstens reporting. We start with high school football last night in what was a de facto playoff game for Hampton-Dumont Cal to get into the postseason. They had to beat Algona, and Mitch Williams had the report from last night in Kassuth County.
1: It was a pivotal Class 3A District 2 contest Friday night as the Algona Bulldogs played host to the HD Cal Bulldogs. HD Cal entered Friday night on the 16 line in Class 3A RPI. They are looking to solidify themselves for the Class 3A playoffs, but Algona would get the best of HD Cal. Algona would win 21-7. Here's how it went down. HD Cal started the game with the ball, would be forced to punt after a 3-and-out. Algona on their first offensive possession of the game, they got a touch. Down capped off by Jack Limbaugh. 11 yard touchdown reception from the quarterback Alec Mansky. A drive that took about five minutes off the clock. PAT good. And it was 7 0 Algona at that point. The rest of the first half would feature a couple of punts by Algona. Also feature a couple of HD Cow punts. And right before the halftime break, HD Cal would reach the Algona about 40 yard line, but with a Hail Mary pass was batted down. And we went to halftime. Algona leading 7 0. To, to start the second half, It was Algona getting an 85-yard kickoff return for a touchdown by their star receiver, Porter Reefer, an 85-yard touchdown on the kickoff there to make the score 14-0 after the PAT was good. H.D. Cal, in their first possession of the second half, would turn it over on downs as they reached about midfield. Algona, on their next drive, would fumble, would have a fumble by Porter Reefer, and Tucker Heron would get that fumble recovery as H.D. Cal would start in Algona territory. They would take advantage. H.D. Cal would get a 15-yard touchdown pass from Gavin Meter to the wide receiver Tucker Heron to make it 14-7 PAT good with about four minutes to go in the third quarter. Algona after that once again they would fumble inside the HD Cal 30 Tucker Heron forced that fumble he got the recovery once again but HD Cal on that next drive that covered late in the third early in the fourth quarter they would not be able to take advantage. They would be forced to punt. They had a first and 10 inside the Algona 35, but after a false start and a high snap, were forced to punt. Algona would put the game away there in the middle of the fourth quarter with a 56-yard rushing touchdown by Evan Alley to make the score 21-7 with about 3.5 minutes to go. H.D. Cowan, the next drive, were driving there in Algona territory, but threw an interception there by Gavin Meter to Devin Larson. Algona would then run out the club there. Final score, Algona 21, HD Cal 7. Individually for Algona, Evan Alley, 9 carries, 95 yards, and that touchdown there to kind of wrap it up for Algona. Passing Alex Mansky 9-16 for 57 yards and that touchdown pass to Jack Limbaugh there in the first half. For the HD Cal Bulldogs, they were led by Carter Jansen, 13 carries, 55 yards. Gavin Meter, 5-17 passing, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Also an interception there late in the game. The touchdown pass going to Tucker Heron, 15 yards in the second half. HD Cal falls to five and four overall and one and four in the district play. Algona improves to six and three and three and two in district play. Algona will likely be in the Class 3A playoffs next week. HD Cal will await to see where they stand in RPI. For the Dale Howard Sports Overdrive on 104.9 KLMJ 99 The Wave. I'm Mitch Williams, radio on the Go Sports.
0: All right, thank you very much, Mitch. And uh, Hampton-Dumont Cal ending up at 18th uh, in the R. RPI, so uh, not in the top 16 to get into the playoffs. One team already in the playoffs, uh, all the other classes in the playoffs as far as the smaller classes through Class 2A. Eight-man included Clarksville, who just keeps rising up the ranks. Phil Barnett talks about a big win for the Indians in the playoffs last night. It's
2: Phil Barnett reporting from Clarksville tonight uh, for the Dale Howard Overdrive on KLMJ and KTCR. with tonight's home team. The Clarksville Indians hosted the Turkey Valley Trojans in the first round of the eight-man player playoff evening. Big matchup here tonight, uh, first home playoff uh, uh, host and game for the Indians since 2014. Big crowd on attendance. Uh, Indians came out in a hurry here on first half. Uh, first quarter, second place in scrimmage. Uh, McCabe Bloker, 52 yard pass to Sam Hooger, put the Indians up 6-0 uh, right out of the gate with 11 minutes and 15 seconds in the first qu- or in the first quarter. The two-point conversion failed. Uh, but then the Trojans came right back right away in the first quarter with 6 minutes and 53 seconds left. Oliver Schmidt scored on a 10-yard run for the Trojans. Tied ball well, game up, 6-6, and the uh, ensuing two-point conversion failed. Indians answer back, 5 minutes and 49 seconds left. Cade Bloker scores for the Indians on a 53-yard run, and the score 12-6. Two-point conversion also failed after that but score. Moving on to the second quarter, uh... The Trojans uh, ran the, you know, were running the clock, controlling the football a little bit on the Indians. They um, started the second quarter with 10 minutes and 24 seconds left. Golden both uh, threw through a touchdown pass to Cruz for 12 yards. This passed the pass score 12-12. That was followed by another booster-Cruise pass on a two-point conversion. put the Trojans up 14-12 with 10 minutes and 24 seconds left in the second. Indians answer back with 9 minutes and 27 seconds left in the second quarter. Owen Baker scored on a short one-yard run, followed by a schmidt mckay bilker two-yard pass on a two-point diversion to put the Indians up 20 to 14. The Trojans answer right back uh, with eight minutes and 33 seconds left. Oliver Schmidt scores on a short three-yard run to tie the ball game at 20 apiece, and then the Indians answer back here. The last score of the first half with four minutes and 35 seconds left. Owen Baker scored on a six-yard run followed by Eli Schmidt to Sam Hooger, two-point conversion pass, put the Indians up 28-20 to 20 at half. The Indians stiffened up their defense coming out of halftime, uh, got the ball back on down, uh, coming out of the start of the third quarter, and they went right to the scoreboard with 10 minutes and 40 seconds left. Owen Baker scored on a 39-yard run, followed by a McCabe Loker two-point conversion run, put the Indians up 34-20. to With five minutes left in the third quarter, McCabe Loker scored on a short one-yard run, followed by Eli Eli Schmidt, two-point conversion carry, put the Indians up 44-20. And the final score of the third quarter with 22 seconds left, Eli Schmidt ran a 30-yard run, followed by McCabe Bloker, two-point conversion carry, put the Indians up 52-20 in third quarter. The Indians up to the final score, 68-26. The Indians move on to the second round of the playoff. Um, Big win for Clarksville here tonight. Uh, Once again, this is Bill Barnett the De Howard Order Drive and KLMJ where tonight the defeated the Turkey Valley Trojans by a final score of 6826.
0: All right, thank you, Phil. And in the Class A playoffs last night, North Butler held down a good Starmont team. But it was the eighth rated stars getting a 17 0 win over the Bearcats to end the run for the North Butler football team in Class A playoffs. Class 1A playoffs saw two of our three teams there win, and one that lost was, Sumner Fredri- or was uh, South Harden losing to Sumner Fredericksburg, rated number three, 31 26. Very close game. Tigers gave it a good shot, but uh, came up just short. Number one, Grundy Center, big win over Cascades Cougars, 50 14. So Grundy Center moves on. On. and number 10 Dyke New Hartford no problem out at Manson-Northwest Webster 51-6 over the Manson-Northwest Webster Cougars for the Wolverines and in Class 2A, West Lyon shut out Clearing Goldfield Dows in Inwood, Iowa. Long trip for the Cowboys at tough loss. 50 to nothing was the final score there last night. Some non-playoff games. Belmont Clemmy got a nice way to end the season with a win against Postville that was played at uh, Walston Hoover Stadium at Wartburg College in Waverly. 42-zip Broncos with the win over the Pirates. Forest City Indians down Iowa Falls, Alden in the final game, 41-12. And West Fork, a nice way to end their season with a win at BCLW, 26-7 last night. And more scores online at RadioOnTheGo.com in high school football playoff action. The Iowa Hawkeyes will continue to rely on defense and special teams when the 24th-ranked Hawkeyes get set to host Minnesota today. Iowa is coming off a 15-6 win at Wisconsin and 6-1 record despite being without its top quarterback and the top two tight ends.
2: And our, our players are smart. They know what's going on. Uh, They know where our challenges are. They know, you know, what things looked like in August, what they look like now. Uh, But, you know, despite as much everybody wants to predict the future, you can't do that. You just never know how seasons are going to go, what what turns are going to be taken, who's going to be in, who's going to be out.
0: That's Iowa coach Kirk Ferentz in his first two games as the starting quarterback, Deacon Hill. Is 12 of 35 for 147 yards, but Ferentz says Hill has done a good job of limiting mistakes. Iowa has won the last eight games in this series. The Gophers are 3-3 three and three this year, kickoff at 2.30 p.m. from Kennex Stadium. Northern Iowa will be on 99 the Wave today, so you can listen into that. UNI football coach Mark Farley says his Panthers need to eliminate mistakes as they get ready to host 11th-ranked North Dakota. The Panthers had two interceptions, lost three fumbles, and had no chance in a 41-6 loss at top-ranked South Dakota State last week.
2: But at the end of the day, it is a responsibility of the offensive player to secure the football. It's the most important thing on that field. So there is no excuse other than the fact that uh, on the player to, uh, to to take care of that football at, at, at all costs.
0: Farley says the Panthers need to move on but not forget about what happened. The road does not get any easier. North Dakota is second of three straight rated opponents for the Panthers.
2: This whole league right now is... Is something to behold when you when you look at what's going on, whether it be South Dakota, South Dakota State, the North Dakota now, the Southern Illinois, the Youngstown at the Southern Illinois win. I mean, it's every matchup is gonna be something to behold from here on out for us.
0: And the Panthers are three and three kickoff at four PM on 99 the Wave. Today, three o'clock is the warm-up show over on 99 the Wave KQCR. And Iowa State has a bye week. Of course, uh, they came off a, a nice 30-10 win at Cincinnati a week ago. ISU was 1-2 after a loss at Ohio, but has won three of their last four.
2: And I, and I will also say there's a lot of growth to happen. And, and this team, if we want to continue to be where we want to be at the end of all this, then our growth is going to be critical going forward. And, uh, you know, some teams have the ability to do that and some don't. So um, hopefully this team does.
0: That's ISU coach Matt Campbell. The Cyclones return to action next week on October 28th at Baylor. Let's take a look at college football today. Again, Minnesota at Iowa. Northern Iowa hosting North Dakota. Drake goes to San Diego. And also, Southwest Baptist is at Upper Iowa. And Wartburg tries to stay undefeated at Loras today at 1 o'clock. Mayville State at Waldorf. And Ellsworth Community College. Some JUCO football in Iowa Falls if you want to catch that at 1 o'clock today against Independence Community College. Some college volleyball going on and cross-country as well on this Saturday. Again, good luck to all the All-State music tryout people coming to Hampton today. Hundreds of people in town to try to get into that All-State chorus and All-State band. I'm Dwayne Carstens reporting Radio On The Go Sports.